We recap the year with a reversal on vampires, our favorite games of the year, and go on an adventure with Sonic's friends. I'm Ryan. I'm Andy. And this is Weekend Rental, episode 141. Well, did you uh, catch the... The Game Awards. The Keeleys? Yes. The Keeleys, the uh, small child speaking about Jewish things and then being cut <laughs> off awards. Yes. <laughs> what was that? That was really weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> they cut that, was, that feed quick, though. Yeah. That that whole time, you're just sitting there like, what is that kid doing? What is that kid doing in the back there? And why was everyone standing back. next to him, not just removing him from the mic? Right. That's the weirdest part. Yeah, that was weird. But, uh, yeah, Elden Ring, game of the year. I mean, I think you pretty much called that when you set it up the last time, right? It was that, that or was it was my God of War. It just depends on how much Sony paid for <laughs> Keely to put that thing on. Right, exactly. But at least it's uh, a little bit more in line this year uh, than last year, where it was like a complete like it takes two. And it's like, what? Yeah. It's a good game, yeah, but it's, make, yeah, it's weird that they didn't like throw the curveball and they're like, it's Tunic. Tunic <laughs> wins game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. You know, they, they kind of brushed the awards under the bus on uh, this anyway. Um, because it's all about the new games and the publicity and the advertising. I will be completely honest. Other than that weird clip and like reading the highlights of what won what I saw none of this. So this is all news to me. Really? Probably anyway. So you haven't heard any of the new games come out or announced or anything. I mean, it's something too. I know there was something too that got announced. It was significant. Uh, but I can't think of what it was, so obviously it didn't register with me. Yeah. The thing about this is it's it's tough to know. I think he cut down on the, the bullshit a little bit this year. There was no big man or you, manscaped well, man or there was one guy that uh the guy that voices Kratos, he okay. was up there for a good probably ten minutes talking. Doing nobody what? stopped about just, what? Talking just how all the people he had to thank and all the, he was just up there telling stories. Oh, so there's no like music to like usher people off when they, they go too long. There were there. It came in at maybe minute nine. The music started swelling up and he was just talking over it. <laughs> I should have sent boy out there to just like annoy the shit out of him. till he got off stage. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, that was a little awkward. Hmm. Um, but I think he cut down because it, before he used to pack in like every new game announcement possible. Right. And I feel like some of them just like, like, Oh, that looks interesting. And then you end up like, Oh, that was an indie game that was released like two months ago or, you know, something that never even makes a splash, which is kind of weird. So I think he kind of, yes. Splash. That just reminded me it was Hades too. That was the big announcement. Yes. Hades too. Because Hades got announced day and date at the Game Awards two years ago. Yep. Right? Everybody yep. loved it. 
Yeah, I uh, I was pr- pretty surprised by that. That company doesn't really make sequels. You know, Bastion and all those other games that they've made, they've they hit it on Hades, and they're like, I guess we got to make another one. I, I can kind of see it though, because like when you watch that like uh, no clip documentary of it. It was just like so much was done to just like rush to meet that. Like, not that it's not a great game, but like we are scrambling to make this thing happen on this date. Like, I'm sure they had a lot left on the table that they were like, if we had more time, here's what we would do. So, yeah. But yeah, a sequel to a roguelike is also odd. But I, there's, I mean, that's a lot of story in that thing compared to most roguelikes. Sure. So I think they could probably go a long ways but at the same time it looks a lot the same right it's gonna feel a lot the same i'm sure like they're gonna add multiplayer somehow like online competitive that'd be cool jump in jump out yeah 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 that would be cool uh that was i mean when i saw it i was really excited about it but then the more i thought about it i was like well i never i beat zeus the one time or hades the one time and I never went back for all the other stuff because it was just so much of a slog because it's just like you did it now do the same thing, but harder and longer. So I don't know if it's, it's really going to get me going on 80s too, but you know, if it hits game pass. I'm sure I'll, I'll be in it. Yeah. That was yeah. probably the big one. Um, yeah. Just looking, there was a, the new, uh the guy that created bioshock is making a new game looked very much like bioshock i did hear something about that i can't imagine that he would do anything that wasn't just strange i don't know like i feel like we've come so far in like the polished first party narrative that it's hard for me to get excited about a game told in that perspective anymore like i mean when bioshock dropped it had that like new console, like lighting effect. Like it, it played mm-hmm. well to what was available, but then I don't know. I just, I don't see it with just this generation. Like what's going to get me pumped about this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know there's a lot more competition for that stuff too, you know? Right. Um, and that dude has been, I mean, I think the last game he made was Bioshock infinite. So it's like, he hasn't been doing Maybe he's had projects and they've been canceled and which is a whole other problem, I guess. But yeah, you know, maybe he's still working on that Bioshock Vita game that was supposed to come out. That was a thing. Yeah. Okay. That's probably still coming. Yeah. Uh, A weird Bayonetta. Yeah. Okay. Indie game looking thing. I didn't see this. What is that about? I don't know. It looked absolutely nothing like the action game it's inspired by no i felt like that was just more to get attention on the fact that they released a bayonetta product recently that maybe you forgot about already so yeah that's a classic reskin reskin this game to you know include a property so it sells more yeah that that very well be yeah um celeste has a new sequel i didn't care about the first one I played Super Meat Boy. It's yeah. fine. Uh, Death Stranding has a sequel. Yeah, that one. Why? why? Old old Norman Reedus. <laughs> Did you listen to the last Fire Escape, the game of the year? I I haven't. No. 
I can't remember what the category was, but it was like something about like most like overblown bullshit we heard this year. And then as a joke, they started reading uh, Mike's um, review of Death Stranding. (laughs) And then and then they threw it in as as an audible for like the category that year, like Mike Mahardy's review of Death Stranding first read to us in 2022. <laughs> and then they threw it in. They had a fourth person as judge and that won the category. And Mike uh, was just pissed. It was so funny. Yeah, that one so was like funny. really pretentious, wasn't it? Oh, it was so. Yeah, it was yeah, super pretentious. And even like, uh, yeah, yeah, they were just like, if I didn't know you, I'd hate you. <laughs> yeah i can't i why death stranding needed more is beyond me because like i mean i'm not delusional right like that didn't do well enough to justify a sequel and it probably did pretty well because people were curious but people now know that it's not gonna be metal gear with babies yeah. right i there was kind of a metal gear on the trailer. He has a metal gear was, in there. Does he really? It's kind of a metal gear. Was there a billboard for the new Walking Dead spinoff starring <laughs> Norman Reedus? Uh, uh, no, that one the, I don't understand. Like, who's giving the money on that? Sony. They, they're they going all in because they're doing a movie about it now, too. It's like, I, okay, whatever. Wow. All right. Someday I'll maybe get back to playing that that game. I'll, I I, I, I like the idea. I just ten. don't know. It should be on something that I can play for free at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm mad that it's not free. Yep. Sounds about the right amount for me to check that out. Yep. They had a new clip for the Mario movie. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't because it just don't know if I care. Was it a lot it, of talking with not Mario voice? It was. Yeah. There's a lot of toads, a lot of toad talking, um, okay. which is wasn't the the shrill toad that we're used to. Okay, but uh, there's a lot of background stuff. They kind of walk through the Mushroom Kingdom like town, so there's a lot of toads and running businesses and stuff. And there's some pretty good, decent jokes in there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They're gonna make Mario look like an idiot. I think. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know how excited I am about that thing. It wavers for me. Yeah. I'm I'll go to it, but Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Um, what else? They did Final Fantasy sixteen looks kinda good, but I don't know. We'll see. And they ended it on armored core armored core six and everybody lost their goddamn mind and it's like uh, was it uh, five people in that room remembered armored core right exactly and, and they're was, like oh it it's peaked from in, like, software playstation because it's from software and it's like yeah it, it is from software but they're not gonna make elven Dude. ring with robots it's gonna be another armored core <laughs> yeah i mean armored core is great for what it is which is a not user friendly, brutal ass like mech game. Like it was, it's always been technically impressive and fun if you can make yourself get around the fact that the game hates you for trying to understand it. But like, yeah, that doesn't, 
if this was 2003, maybe I'd be excited, but who needs they, more armored core? The now? graphics, the graphics and the, the art looks really good in it. I'll Which is surprising because like they've always sac- I feel like they always sacrifice graphics in those games for like just the ability to like slap blocks on top of stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, the visual fidelity wasn't the point. Yeah. Interesting though. Yeah. It's it is kind of weird how like from software used to be just kind of like a yeah. And they're making another armored core. Those people over there in the corner, they're doing these game series, you know. And now it's just like just because they have these Souls games that everything else they do it's just it's gonna be brutal i can't imagine i mean armored core was already brutal i can't imagine i mean whatever i mean if you're gonna give it to somebody sure that it's a fit but i don't think i don't think the point of armored core being on like overly difficult was necessarily a design choice as much as it was just bad design that led to the player being fucked by the game mechanics. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They, they've, I think they made them all from software has made all of armor. Have they really? Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So I think they have. So it's just like, it's weird. I think people are bringing in the soul stuff when they're just like, no, we're going to make one of those. It's just going to be a super technical menu. And that's the thing is like, it was so menu driven. I, I mean, I love the armor core games. The original, like, couple entries but like it was all about just concocting your winning combination you know what i mean like i don't know i i don't think i've ever played one i really really like the first one in the playstation and i know there was one in the 360 that people absolutely love or maybe the ps2 era maybe that's i'm thinking yeah maybe not 360 well there probably is a 360 one but i think there's like a ps2 era one that was like highly regarded also but I had fallen off by then, so. Yeah. For whatever reason, mech stuff just never landed for me. Yeah. I kind of like some of that stuff. Did you ever do the, uh, speaking of Kojima, those ones, what did he make? Oh, Zone of the Enders? Mm-mm. Those were like mech games that he did, right? Uh, yeah, they were like almost like weird pseudo-shooter things too, right? Like, yeah, oh, they had like what... weird mechanics. Yeah, no, I never did. Didn't they figure like that first only Enders sold so well because it was like that playable demo of Sons of Liberty? Yep. They pretty much like attributed to that. Yep. We better make a sequel and then it bombed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's not a bad year for the Game Awards. I still feel like That's not moving in the direction Keeley wants it to or thinks it is moving. I feel like it ticked less boxes this year than ever, right? Or am I crazy? Or maybe I just didn't care. Maybe I'm not the right person. I feel like it did a lot more of the. Um, it was a lot more see through on like kind of where the money's at. Yeah. You know, where it's like Xbox gets two and one indie and Nintendo you know, wasn't, yeah, super present either they had xenoblade that's about yeah to be fair that's pretty much all they had this year anyway <laughs> well, that's true i saw a few tweets on twitter from the devs and like people who went industry people that were super excited to have traveled to that to come back with covid so oh, like wow. that was also an award that everybody got cool. handed out at the game awards so merry yep. christmas have fun coughing 
Wow. Yeah, that's the Game Awards. I sat through all three hours again for some reason. Didn't we do like a live stream of that one time? Like when we were super ambitious, like many years ago? <laughs> Probably. It's where we did one. We went voiced over it. Yeah, I I was mildly interested. And then I think I ended up being like PTO like the day after. Like, so I just was busy doing something else. But yeah, it's cool. And he'll be back for Summer Games Fest. So, you know, that's pretty, pretty great. We'll see what that is, yeah. Yeah. Well, in new gaming news, probably less exciting than the Game Awards, I got one of those newfangled Evercade EXP handhelds in. That finally shipped after being delayed about a month, month and a half. Um, so for those of you not familiar, Evercade has been a platform, I don't know, the last three years. And it's like an independent console uh, handheld. They also may have a console version of the hardware um, that releases games, mostly retro, mostly collection based, but always on cartridge. Um, and I think the thing that I appreciate them for is that they've taken some notable indie uh, games and given them physical releases where they haven't gotten them otherwise, um, <clears throat> which I think is pretty cool. But basically what it amounts to is you get a retro focused console. That's kind of like the games that are available for it are mostly arcade hardware. Um, 90s or back to like, you know, home consoles back to the Atari. Um, and uh, the, the new version here, the EXP comes with a little better screen, a little better battery, a little tweak design. And then an option for a Tate mode or a Tate mode, however you Ooh. want to say it, or a taint mode. Um, probably not that one. And that's why I bought it because I thought that was cool. Um, so you just press a button to switch it kind of like you could with like the links or the um, Wonder Swan. And uh, retails, at least in the U.S., 150 but it comes with 18 officially licensed um, Capcom games built in kind of the stuff you'd expect. Uh, it's kind of all over the board, you know, the, uh, 1933 or whatever series, like that sort of 43 series, um, 42, 43. And then like the other one, um, captain commando, Mega Man X, the first Mega Man, kind of a smattering of all the good stuff. And then you also got an IREM cartridge in it that has six IREM games. Probably most notably would be, um, R type and, um, I forgot there's another shooter on there that I've been playing. Um, so not a bad value when you figure you're getting licensed games, um, legitimately licensed games running the thing. It now hooks up to Wi-Fi. So there's leaderboards and scores like that. Oh, also cool. found out there's, there's like, there's like secret codes you can punch in or button combinations to unlock five more games that are built in. Um, some oh. NES, some NES homebrews, a couple of Commodore games, um, roughly the size of, Switch light. Um, oh, the screen too. A um, little smaller. Okay. But um, but handheld wise, it's kind of how it feels. Got a couple shoulder buttons and then four face buttons. Um, feels good. Like uh, you know, you know how when you have like a cheap handheld, like 
I, I always go back to the Neo Geo X Gold. Like that thing weighed like two pennies. Uh, this thing has some su- substantial weight to it. So like it, it built good, feels good. Um, buttons are okay. It's got the weird like almost squishy D-pad thing where it's like the full circle, but a little floppy. Um, so not like the four points like I'd prefer. Um, but yeah, overall, like the packaging was really good. Everything runs really well. Um, it does what's advertised. The <coughs> Tate mode is not. Is probably the weakest point, uh, which sucks because that's what I was most excited about. The uh, the buttons are very far to the bottom. So when you do that, unless you're going to oh. lay that thing on the edge of like a table or a pillow on your lap, um, really uncomfortable uh, to just hold it in your hand. That my opinion uh, might might depend on if you have bigger hands, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I could see that. That's uh, so like the shooters, especially like yeah. Capcom, you definitely want that yep. played that way. Exactly. So yeah, that's a bummer. And that's what I was like, most excited about was like, I always hate when you're like playing like emulation or stuff in like four by three on like a full screen. So it's like, well, this is gonna be sweet. Cause I love shooters and um, it does feel really good, but I, I wish it felt, I mean, it feels pretty good and like the features great and easy to use, but yeah, it doesn't feel like I had hoped it would. The weight imbalance is a little weird, but I guess it huh. makes sense considering, um, you know, I will say, it's nice the size because like I actually just bought like a switch light case for it to go in because why pay like 30 bucks for the custom one? Um, yeah, it's a really well-built machine. I don't know that I'm going to buy a ton of stuff for it. Like I'll probably buy collections here and there because I think the immediate question with the Evercade is, well, why, you know, why would you do that when you can emulate stuff on cheaper devices sure. and, and that's a valid point. And I think like there's some merit to the fact that these are like actually licensed ROMs, which is nice. And I think that the fact that they're supporting some of the homebrew community and giving them physical releases is really cool. Um, but beyond that, I'd say for the average person, just maybe just get a switch light. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, this is a neat thing, but like there's not much of a, point to it i mean other than it's just kind of cool that somebody's doing it i'll say like if you buy a cartridge usually it has a decent selection like yeah most, usually six most to of them are collections right yeah it's not like you're buying one game um yeah. but that said like you said a lot of these even licensed collections are ones that like capcom and irem and data soft or data east and all these guys that are just kind of putting their stuff on everything anyway um and the indie ones that do have their stuff while really cool that they get their own you know cartridge and everything oftentimes those are the guys that are having a steam sale for 99 cents or a buck 99 on these games you know (laughs) A hundred percent. And there's a few collections on here of like really lesser known publishers and like arcade people in different parts of the world. And those are cool, but yeah. And uh, another thing I kind of found out and like looking to, cause obviously the first thing I did was like, well, how can I exploit this? You know, like hack it. And it sounds like there's almost nothing super proprietary about the cartridges themselves. They, they apparently use the same um, pin out as a game boy. Um, and internally mm. they're just, micro SD um, there and the system itself is like formatted to only read five twelve. Um, 
megabytes, but apparently it's super simple to either cobble together your own SD cart uh, loader from a Game Boy or vice versa. Just buy like a legit copy and cannibalize it for the console. So those are all options that are clearly available. I'm not going to do either one of them because it's not the point or the reason I bought it. And there's easier ways to do that. But I have to say, like, I thought it would feel a lot cheaper and shittier, um, but they've really done a good job of making something that feels substantial for the art, the, the, the target market that they're going for. Like it's, it's good. I, I, I can't say I feel gypped at 150 bucks considering the games that I got with it built in. It, it's fine. Even if I never buy anything else for it, like it's just cool. I'll pop it out once in a while and play it. But yeah, I mean, you can buy an Atari collection for 30 bucks too, you know? So there's yeah. that. That's yeah. I, it's, it's cool that that's a thing and it's still trucking along. It's not like, you know, they at least built it in a way where it's, it's manageable. It's not like trying to do a billion different things like an Atari VCS, which right. is way too expensive. Um, does it, have you, do you know if it even can run a 3d game? I'm trying to think what I've seen in the library. I mean, theoretically, maybe depending on some of those arcade boards. I mean, cause I, I suppose it's probably ultimately just running like a bastardized version of like a retro arc sort of thing you know, yeah. or something adjacent. So I think you'd be pushing it. I mean, you might get some of that Neo Geo stuff where it was like pseudo 3d, but sure. Yeah. I mean, it's got enough shoulder buttons that if it could, I mean, I, I that's a good question. I don't, I don't know what the internals are. I mean, I guess if it's an FPGA, maybe. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty decent sales pitch. I heard you have about 400 of them to sell or something. You yeah. somehow got a hold of a lot of these things uh, that you're trying to truck offload. showed up at my house. Oh, yeah. so you're doing like a truckload sale of I some sort? I know got there. You know, it just showed up one day. <laughs> it's weird bunch of black special edition consoles mine's white i i prefer the white so i figure i'll get rid of these real yep. cheap yeah tell your friends yep, yep. i'll see oh yep <laughs> uh, well i should i'm gonna do one final quick update here because we touched on it like i don't know how many episodes <clears throat> but i'm gonna bring up vampire survivors again <laughs> because it finally worked it finally clicked what? with me what and i've been playing a fuck ton of vampire survivors oh my gosh what a heel turn yeah i'm still like for as many hours as i put in i don't know if like i'm missing something obvious in the gameplay loop well so let me say i, I refuse to i refuse to move to a new character or to the second level until i've reached a full 30 minutes in the first level and i've played like many more hours now probably like i'm probably like seven hours into the game and i still have not managed to get to 30 minutes and I don't know if like I'm missing something there's something about like the 15 minute mark like when like the giant horde of like skeletons comes in and there's nowhere to go that like I don't know if I'm like panicking or if I'm just not like stacking stuff right that I can't quite get through but yeah I love that game now like I I play it a lot like pretty much every night to be honest yeah yeah I like it a lot yeah uh, I got back into it too. I guess. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. Yeah, it's uh, uh it, it finally like finally got there with me. I think like once they started opening up and unlocking more of like the power ups and stuff, and then like it's just like this is good. Like I like you, this grind, I like could, this loop. Have you got to one that you evolved one of the weapons yet? <clears throat> like to like multiple levels? Or so does it permanently it, change it or what? Yeah, if you get to if you get to level nine on a weapon. Oh, and have a course. It each each weapon corresponds to one of the support things. Okay, items. if you have both of those and then get a treasure chest, it turns into a whole new weapon, and that's what that's the super strong ones. So I need to focus more on like a couple weapons and upgrading them instead of like just grabbing as many as I can. Is what you're saying? Yeah, Kinda? I mean, is usually if you can get to twenty twenty five minutes, a lot of times you end up. Okay. maxing out a lot of the stuff anyway and i have not gotten there i'm I, like i feel like it's get. i'm getting to the verge of like where i've got enough starting stats it's just getting that like right lineup because sometimes i get a little cocky when i start hot I'm like oh i got the nutsack which is what i call garlic yeah uh, i got the nutsack i got like you know the cross i got the axe like i'll just take a bunch of damage because i'm like i don't care like i'm just leveling up fast and then the game will be like fuck you you want a turkey? Good luck, because we're not giving you a turkey. <laughs> the game just screws you in the ass. But yeah, I love uh and I love those good starts when you get like like for me, it's all about the cross, those axes, and the nutsack. If I can get those three yep. things right from the start, and you're just like sitting there like walking through bats, like oh, it's so satisfying. Yeah, that garlic so with satisfying. bats is just like, yep. Yeah. Just a billion. Cheese grater. Um, you're gonna love the second level. Second I'm, level is I'm, just the second level. Just, I don't understand the ebb and flow to. I've played it a couple times and it's just like a constant dance of like back and forth. And like yeah, you don't waves. really move. You don't get anywhere. Yeah, you don't. You end up like not even getting anywhere in the whole map. You just stay <laughs> okay. in the same spot. I thought I just really sucked. I was like, I'm not accomplishing anything, but oh. I did like three runs in the second level. My third run, I lucked into like the. I don't know what it is, like the fiery tofu block or whatever the fuck that thing is. And then uh, that led me yeah, to the thing. vacuum orb. So I leveled up like four levels because, you know, <laughs> you can't get back and forth to this stuff. Yep. I was like, sweet, I'm on a run. And then I immediately died. But And then I went back to the first level because I was like, until I can get 30 minutes in the first level, I'm not going to let myself progress. So, yeah. Oh, it depends on who you're doing that. The walking, the walking speed is such a huge difference in that game like oh really some of some of them are really slow and uh the faster the better oh because okay. that's that really how helps toward the end you know okay if they really if you really need to get away and get through things okay um, well that's good to know because i haven't been putting a whole lot of stock into that yeah but yeah that might be one thing you want to look up is like what weapons you need to match up with what support things because okay. that's that's when you get all of all the weapons evolved. It just the screen basically looks like complete garbage. It's just like so much stuff going on. Okay. You can't yeah. even tell what's going on. I'll probably have to do that. That's probably where I'm getting choked up is I probably need to evolve some of that stuff. So, yep. yeah, I uh, finally killed doubt death this nice. uh, week. So finally nice. getting somewhere in there. I th- There's new DLC for it, too. Yeah. For uh, two bucks. So I would recommend getting that. I. I picked it up. I haven't gotten too much into it yet because I'm trying to 
fill out all the achievements or whatever for the original stuff. Can I just point out something that's going to be horrific for both of us? What's that? Is you know which company is going to publish this on physical. Mm-hmm. You already know. I, I know. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I don't think I'm going to either. Because... Stand strong with me. We're not going to do it. I feel like this game is going to be something that they're like five years from now. It's like, yeah, they just added another thing to it. You know, it's just like constant. I love it. Like I like once it started going better, like I was like, yeah, I get it now. It's just it's really dumb, <laughs> but it's fun. I was playing I was playing tonight and I just set my controller down for the last five minutes because <laughs> nothing could touch me. And. <laughs> My wife is like, how is this even fun? How do you even like this game? I'm like, do you even see what's going on up there? Yeah. How is that not fun? I'm doing that. I'm not doing anything, but I'm doing that. (laughs) I listened to that. uh, It was a couple weeks ago that Keg cast was the same thing. Like Shipwreck was like, yeah, I put the controller down. I went to the bathroom and I did some stuff and I came back like 15 minutes later. Nothing had changed. He's (laughs) like, that's when I figured I was done with the game. (laughs) He's like, I can unlock some more stuff, but nothing can hurt you. Yeah, it's a cool loop. I uh the only thing I really hate about it is that plant like circle thing on the first level really bothers me. I mean I figured out immediately like how to just cheese it now, but like it's so stupid. Yeah. Just pointless. Oh the other huge tip. Yeah. For your power the the power ups that you spend your money on. Go with the one that makes it harder. Okay, I've done that. Yeah, because that gives you more more guys to shoot through it and ultimately more yeah. gems, you know, then. Yeah, I do that one and I do the experience gain one because I figured that like gets me through levels faster to upgrade stuff. Yep. So that's what I try to stick with. Yeah. It's sweet. It's such a stupid game, but it's fun. <laughs> so yeah, full circle. Back in on Vampire Survivors. Yep. How's Pokemon never going? To- oh, man. I rolled credits on that game. Finally. Yeah. And you got through that pretty fast then. Yeah. I kind of tore through that game. Um, It's a good game. I would say it's, it's probably one of the better Pokemon games in the storyline. It just. The the way it runs like dog shit. Yeah. The, the way it runs is just awful. I, if that's something that really bothers you, which I mean, some of the stuff does, it just constantly puts it in your face. Like, Oh yeah, this game kind of sucks that way. But, uh, the rest of it, it's pretty good. Um, this one actually has like a decent story in it where a lot of them are just, you know, like it's just basic garbage stuff. Yeah. But there's actually some stakes to some people and, you know, actually things happening in their lives. But, there's no voice acting, so it's just like just expressions on people's faces and stuff. And then it's like, well, that just kind of cuts you right in the kneecaps on that. So, yeah, yeah, it's rough. It's a lot of reading, I suppose. When there's a ton of because there's quite a bit of NPCs in this one, right? Like more than the yep. normal. Yep. Yeah. So the the one nice part about this is they added a feature where, uh. The, the dialogue box of what the person is going to say. If it's something that's going to affect you or you're going to get an item or something, it's yellow. Okay. If it's, if it's not, it's just <clears throat> white. So you can just skip all those people. You don't have to talk to anybody. So they clearly knew their audience at this point. Yes. 
That's, Smart. I, I wish RPGs would do that. Where it's it like, should be an option is, to just set it so like it doesn't even present the text unless it's gold. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Cut the fat. Yep. How I many mean, hours did that take you then? Ooh. It's probably 25 hours, I would say. I got into that. Seems maybe short. on the sh- maybe it's on the shorter side a little bit, which is kind of weird because it's an open world game and it's got like you know three different objectives basically that you all have to complete um, to get to the final thing, which is a whole thing in itself. But uh, yeah, I, I I recommend it. Hopefully they uh, mm-hmm. fix it, make it look better. I doubt it, but do do you think there's a possibility that they release like a game of the year version of this game where it's not a broken piece mm, of shit? No, everything's patched in. No, you don't see that happen. No. no, they're they're working on expansion right now. I'm sure of it. They're just like fuck just that. fix they're the just... game. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. I I don't think they'll fix it, but. Well, I'm glad that despite it being like a hobbled mess, you're still like raving about. I think I'm almost done with it, though. I don't think yeah. this is the the one where I'm going to be like trying to collect as many as I can. And because I don't know, there's some of it. It seems impossible. There's a lot more like. Used to be just, hey, get them to this level and then they'll turn into something else. Now there's a whole bunch of other garbage. So hmm. I'm not going to deal with that. Maybe they'll patch it and then have some sweet DLC to draw you back. Mm, we'll see. I'm kind of amazed you get through that already. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty much what I've been playing other than here and there Vampire Survivors. So that's why it's like, oh, I don't have a whole lot to say other than the games that I've already been talking about. Have you been playing Hello Neighbor too? Oh, yeah. Or Hello so, Neighbor also, not the sequel. <laughs> Hello Neighbor. That got announced, right? Two? Yeah, so it's on uh, Game Pass now. Okay. Um, which have you ever played any of those? I mean, I haven't, but from what I understood, it's just like a B level horror type game where you're trying not to get seen by your angry neighbor. Yeah, but it's weird because it's an adventure game. Like, I do, like if a kid, the young kids that like are into this game, they probably don't even <clears throat> never played one of those old point and click adventure games. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, I thought it was just like a 3D open world thing. It it is a 3D open world, but it's basically like, oh, you need this to bring it in the house and do this puzzle. And, you know, it's it's using it's getting items to use for other things and tools. OK. Um, similar to an escape room, I would say, too. But um, and then all while, all while not being caught by your nosy neighbor. Right. You're basically intruding on his house. Um, as kids should. You know, yeah. And uh, homes. he has a lot of weird puzzles going on in his house that I haven't quite figured out what the uh, the objective or what he's trying to hide. But someday I'll figure it out. Um, that's the other thing is there's not there's like no handholding. It's just like, no, you just figure it out. Hmm. You got to experiment. There's there's nothing. Sounds like a game we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, I, you know what I never understood with Hello Neighbor was like that was one of those games that like instantly had like the marketing blitz behind it, right? Like you yeah. went to Target and there was like action figures. It was like I didn't get it. Like, did does it deserve it in any way? Or like, are the characters memorable? I don't understand. Yeah, that's isn't that weird how some games get like that? I, mm-hmm. I guess that one deserves maybe it has gotten popular, but there's been other ones where that uh, was it. Uh, bendy the ink guy or something like that that guy got a whole bunch of stuff and it's like yeah. that game was nothing flop nobody cared about it i thought but bizarre i don't know it's weird how <laughs> things get latched on like that it must be like a youtuber thing that somebody got that really popular or target was just like really desperate they're like games <laughs> yeah. they're hot now <laughs> let's what, get this what, cup what kids like hello neighbor neighbors merch. yeah <laughs> But then you have stuff like, I think Among Us is an obvious one where it's like, there should have been Among Us pins and like plushies at every target. And there wasn't. No, there's probably now, but. Yeah, I feel like now they're late. just like only Mario and Minecraft. Like, it's all we will carry. <laughs> no Sonic stuff. Keep the Sonic out of there. <laughs> we don't want those people corner. coming yeah. in. Fuck that, Riff Raff. Did you see that report that? The toy industry basically is held up by 25% by adults buying toys for themselves. <laughs> the fact that it's only 25% is shockingly low to me, but yeah. yeah. Cause kid, I mean, for anyone who's raised kids this century, kids don't gravitate towards toys like we did. You know what I mean? No, they have them and like they're things that they use sparingly, but it's just like, I don't know. They just, they go for like the electronic devices or they're playing outside. Like my kids have almost no in between. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's almost like they have, I don't know if it almost feels like they have less time than we did because I played outside and I played electronic devices and I played toys. So it's like, (laughs) I don't know. You know what it probably is sadly is like, we're just more attentive parents because we were like latchkey kids who like, I mean, our parents did good jobs, but like, we had a lot of time alone. So we're like, when I'm going to have kids, we're going to be best friends. And we're going to be playing board games and we're just smothering our kids out of toys. I think. Yeah. Cause we don't want to play with toys. <laughs> we want to yeah. play video games with them. Yeah. We're taking them to the zoo. You know what I mean? Yep. We don't want them to touch our toys. No. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> the sealed wall of Amiibo back here. You lay off. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I totally get that though. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it makes you wonder, like, especially like something like Transformers, like, I w- would love to know the percentage of, like, kids that are really passionate themselves about Transformers and ask for Transformers and open them and play with them. It's probably like 10% of and, the total. Of those 9% only like that stuff because their dad is passionate about and they explain right. to them how cool Transformers are. Right. So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Like, I think about like I think about that a lot because like it's not like your kids don't have options. I'm sure your kids are just like mine where it's like there's stuff in their room. There's piles of things and they'll never just like go pick it up. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. My kid's more apt to come out and watch an episode of Seinfeld with me than he is to play with like Legos. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) He's nine. And it's even worse now because half the shit is like surprise eggs and 
things like that where they want that stuff and then they open it and they're like oh that was cool <laughs> yeah and that mini marketing bullshit like what's up garbage. with like the tiny food thing yeah how is that a toy that's just advertising for small <laughs> products it's so stupid yeah that's my daughter's all into that stuff and I, yeah i heard that's like one of the big things this year it's like those tiny kins or whatever the frick they're called yeah what, what is the brand i forget no tiny kins is uh, a game mini brands yes mini brands is what it is yep. yes speaking of completely stupid this is a perfect segue so i i came up with a brilliant idea for a game that i didn't really come up with but the idea popped in my head and i found it so funny to myself that i thought we'd play it on this podcast we don't have to do a lot of it i just as an example thought i would have you play a round of this game and it's called would you rather except it's not actually would you rather it kind of is but every option involves one scenario with Dan rather. Um, so you have to choose. <laughs> and I found this idea incredibly amusing to myself. So like, I thought the ultimate thing being Dan rather is an older man is one of the options should be, would you rather spoon feed him a plate of spaghetti and meatballs, knowing that that's going to be horrendous and take you at least an hour or, I don't know. Live stream yourself masturbating. <laughs> but but you only have to do that once where you have to spoon feed Dan Rather spaghetti every day until he's dead or you're dead. Would you would you Can I monetize my live stream though? <laughs> no. Oh. No. Only shame, no personal gain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, if it was a one-time thing, that would be a experience. That that would be like an ex. That would be a life experience. That would be a story that would you would come up constantly. <laughs> the internet is forever, though. It's a one-time thing yeah. that will never be forgotten, <laughs> and is definitely recorded. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Probably the Dan rather. All right. You heard it here first. Let's I'd rather. Don't, don't I'd rather. To, yeah, we don't need to beat this dead horse. I just <laughs> that idea came into my head and I found it so amusing to myself that I just had to share it. So I thought he was dead, so I thought it was gonna be like way better, but he's still alive. I don't know how him being dead or make, makes it bad but better, but you know. I'm I'm dead. Can't really do anything with anybody else's name though. No. Trying to try to run him down. Would you spoonie with Andy Rooney? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just fits so well. Well, um, one thing I thought we could touch on, being it is like the end of the year, this will be our last episode in 2022. Do you have a game of the year? Like, are there contenders? What, what, what do you think it would like? Cause I'll be honest. I had a tough time thinking about it cause I haven't played too many games this year, but that's kind of, should we just go into our random recommendation? Cause that's kind of what mine is. It's just no, kind of their staff picks. They're not random recommendations. <laughs> that's our three podcast. What are you doing? Andy, this is a bit, this is not, this is a train wreck. Well, yes. Let's go into staff picks. Wink, wink. Yes. Randomly. Randomly. 
our three podcasts. Check them out wherever podcasts are available. Yes. So yes. What are your what are what are some of your highlights? I just kind of went through like some of the games that I uh, played this year. And the okay. ones that kind of stuck out to me was Immortality. My wife played Dreamlight Valley. I'm still pretty impressed with that. She's still doing that. Was Immortality that weird like video game like yeah. sequence? Okay. Yep. The, ones with, the one with boobies. Important. Yep. Uh, Fortnite got me hooked a little bit this year. We have to I discard kind of that because it's like five years old. Yeah, I guess. Um, Hard Space Shipbreakers, great game. I recommend that one. It's kind of relaxing in the same way that Vampire Survivors is, except you can really fuck yourself if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, that was oh, yes. a blast yep, this yep. year. Uh, Tunic, I had a lot of fun with at the beginning, and I never finished it because, I don't know. I heard the end it's game just, is where it falls apart on that. What I've heard from people. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I got to that part. I probably got maybe halfway yeah. on the map, and like the secret stuff is cool from the manuals and all that. It just I don't I I don't know why I lost lost steam on it. But uh, Vampire Survivors, obviously, we've talked about that. Yep. Marvel Snap, I've kind of dropped off that, but it was a good couple couple weeks or a month or whatever. Pokemon, obviously, and uh, Tinykin, I think, was a blast, too. Tinykin was cool. I'm so glad that you you recommended that, because I probably wouldn't have hopped in there if you went to said, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, Tinykin's a really cool game. Yeah, I'd throw Grounded in there, too, just because, like, I know it went, Mm -hmm. like, full published, went gold this year, and I'm having fun with that. I saw you had Guardians of the Galaxy on there, too, which... That was last year, but I did finish it this year. Okay, yeah. I sunk quite a bit of time into that. I never did go back. Yeah, I somehow kept going back to that. I would drop it for a month to go back. It was, was, you could do it. Like, it's not a game that you kind of lose everything on it. So it was Except the studio I heard lost everything on it. (laughs) That tanked them. That's true. It's a good game, though. I liked the story. I hated the gameplay. Uh, that was kind of my problem with it. Yeah. So the, hmm. You could probably, uh, you could probably expect that, you know, the yeah. deeper you get into the game, the more uh, intricate and more stretched more out those events. battles are. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can safely say that's why, not that <clears throat> neither one of us played it, but I can safely say that's why God of War Ragnarok would not appear on this list either. Cause again, I love the story of, what those new God of War games has done, but I hate the gameplay mm-hmm. and, and I can't imagine Ragnarok did anything to change my perspective on that. So um, it's funny. Cause like you mentioned, I think the only game on here that I've completed this year, and that was a, a full run through Shredder's Revenge with you. So yeah, I played a lot of other games. I don't think I beat much of anything. Yeah. Even uh, a lot of these I didn't beat was the Kirby game this year. Yeah, that was a good game, too. That was a really good Kirby game. Yes. Not my game of the year. But that That's a fantastic Kirby game. I love what they did there. The kids yeah, had a blast I forgot about that, that one. I didn't get to finish it because I, 
I was having so much fun playing with my son. I was like, my daughter's going to love this. So I kind of let them just take over after the first, like third. Yeah. I didn't see most of the end. I should really go back and just play through it on my own. Yeah. My son, he got it for his birthday and he ended up going through (laughs) most of it himself. So, yeah. And then, uh, my wife played it a little bit too, but I played it sparingly, but from what I played, it was pretty good. What about um, we're forgetting pressure washer simulator? Oh man, that's gotta wow. be in there, right? What a game! What a masterpiece! Watching Peyton try the game, Push, pushing game, pushing games forward as a medium. The paparazzi, uh, fantastic game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm trying to think like if there's anything else that was like notable for me. Such a weird year for games. I mean, I think, you know, Elden Ring obviously is the big one that I don't think either of us are remotely into. So, holy shit, we are old people now. I think that's what it is. Like the games that I'm gravitating towards. It's Power Watch Simulator where it's just like, do do shit at your own time. Nothing's going to yeah. happen. Uh, Vampire no. Survivors is very much like that, where it's just kind of like, yeah, there's 100%. some hecticness. But after a while, you're just kind of. I'm, yeah, Coasting. grounded. I'm just like, I'll just sit here and build a fort for an hour and a half. Yeah, hard space shipwreckers, same thing. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of this stuff. Tiny can is basically a breeze to just kind of collect things, you know? Yep. I think it's the reason I haven't started high on life either. I installed it, and then, like, every time I look at it on my dashboard, I'm like, ah, I gotta learn new mechanics and sit through, like, an <laughs> intro. I'm like, I could just play Vampire Survivors. It's right there. <laughs> and then I do that, so... Yeah, so I think that means our game of the year collectively is Vampire Survivors, right? There's no Oh yeah. Question definitely. on that. Okay. It's gotta be the first game in history that was like a basically a free game. <laughs> yeah. Three dollars or whatever. It stole assets from another property <laughs> and yet hasn't been sued to oblivion, so yet. Yeah. I like how that's like been this evolving story arc too over like four episodes of us talking about <laughs> that thing. I'm like, I don't get it. Greatest game ever. <laughs> uh, it's like my dick accidentally went off and I was like, oh, I was fine, I guess. But when I had sex, I'm like, oh my God, this, yeah. this penis thing's pretty great. <laughs> it's It's kind of one of those things where you almost enjoy how it's making you feel more than it is like the gameplay itself. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what yes. I mean? I also love the fact that like, I can just be like looking at other things. I can have my phone out and I'm just like running around with one stick and yep. it's great. It's like the greatest half present game experience ever. And like super rewarding at the end of it too. Like you're not even fully invested and you're still just addicted. Yep. It's good. It's a good gameplay loop. I mean, I'm sure I'll get bored of it eventually. Like you hit a wall, but yeah, I'm going to stick with it. It's a good game. Yep. I, I'm surprised that that made my list, but <laughs> yeah. I think ultimately yeah, it's just time. the fact that I, I, I just didn't play much this year. Nothing new anyway. So yeah, I was trying to think of like all the Nintendo stuff and I'm like, I, I bought two Pokemon games this year. <laughs> like, did you beat Arceus? I didn't. Okay. I got 
a little bit into it and then I, I fell off of it. But so do you think that, this new one is the new two are better than Arceus? Hmm. Or is Arceus still the better? I think the the new one is better in regards to like the structure, like an evolution of the structure that it was. Arceus yeah. kind of turned it into more of a Breath of the Wild. Yeah, a little bit more Breath of the Wild, a lot more of just like catching things constantly as a research thing, you know, not necessarily battling okay. or becoming a champion or, you know, something like that. But yeah, that's, I can't think of another Nintendo game that I bought this year. Kirby. I just bought Game Builder Garage, but that's because it was on clearance for oh, yeah. two bucks. And then some, I got some RPG for nine bucks too. Crystals, crystals, crystals. Huh. I don't know. Supposedly it goes for 40 online. Nice. I'll never play it, but I have it. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much. I mean, yeah, the only, the only notable thing to me Nintendo wise was, well, I guess there was that Kirby like buffet game. The mm. Dream buffet. I wouldn't put that up there though. If I was, uh, 16 again i'd probably be all about xenoblade chronicles but yeah i'm surprised you didn't you didn't buy that at all no i'm just i can't like i just know at this point that you don't have the hours in the day yeah yeah makes sense interesting well there we go i mean quick game of the year vampire survivors (laughs) the one game that it's just barely a game. <laughs> it's game enough for us. Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoy our content, head on over to Geekade, where you're going to find podcasts on video games, music, comics, movies, and so much more. And uh, Patreon exclusives like early access to episodes, recording schedules, all available geekade.com what's your geek all right so let's move into our weekend rental um if you're new to the podcast what the weekend rental is is uh, a game we pick for any given system this time we're talking about the game gear and we are going to discuss tales adventure uh, we we play the game, uh, we kind of formulate our opinions, and then decide if we would buy, rent, or burn that game ultimately. Um, and the one we chose to dive into this episode, like we said, is Tales Adventure. And uh, it's a late, pretty late release for the Game Gear, right? Like 95 mm-hmm. was, that's, that's, that thing was old, old news. Um strong in the visual department audio is good um characters you know and love big sprites which the game gear was pretty good at and uh a weird overworld map that's sort of reminiscent of super mario world or donkey kong country i think is probably what they were trying to go for yeah yep um and you'd think hey this will be a fun little platforming adventure with the buddy of sonic um and then oh, they throw a bunch weapon, of weird. What weapon do you think off off the bat? 
What's Tails known for for his weapons? I mean, typically. I mean, he's got a lot of gadgets and stuff. He could probably yeah, make some cool gun. I would say everyone knows he's most cool. known for the bombs that he throws the constantly. Bombs? Yeah, the ones that he uses all the time. The, I'm not familiar with no, the bombs. No, he, he follows Sonic around and bombs all the enemies. You didn't notice this? <laughs> no. Yeah, he's basically Wario with two tails. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows that. And therein lies the problem <laughs> with Tails' adventures. Not only does he have bombs, but he has 40,000 other fucking power-ups that you have to try and manage in these convoluted Metroidvania maze-like levels. Um, and it doesn't do much to ease you into that. It kind of throws an introductory level at you, and then the next one immediately leads to a dead end. And then it just kind of goes off the rails from there as to what the game expects you to just learn through trial and error. Yeah, the, the a lot of the levels, once you get farther in, a lot of the levels are very maze-like. Um, they go horizontal, vertical, all every which way. In all your favorite, just like all your favorite Sonic levels do. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, those are the worst ones. Gotta go but, up, down, left, right. Yeah. And, that's what Sonic uh, always says. <laughs> that that gets a little confusing. And then it, the hard part is, to me, is there's times where <laughs> you obviously need a power-up to get to a certain spot. And then it's tough to know, is that the exit? Or is that a bonus? Is it, what it what is that? Um, there was one level where I got to the end, the screen stopped scrolling, and there was a wall that you could bomb. So I hit the bombs, and I walked, and it just I fell off the edge, and it didn't make any sound. It didn't do anything. So I'm like, okay, I might, that must have been. It did the same thing as if you would have <laughs> went off the screen to the next level type thing. Yeah. Well, it just bumped me out to the 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 level select so i'm like okay i must have beat it where's the next level nope, nope. i must have died i had no idea oh my god uh that Except was... you didn't die because if you died you'd immediately get game over yeah right this game hates you right well see maybe i didn't then i don't know yeah you didn't you just like found an alternative you crawled out of a hole in the side of the level yeah like and hey you made this like... map well, we didn't account for this. I guess we better just put you back where you were. <laughs> yes. No lives is a key factor in this game. In a portable yes. platforming game, they give you no lives and no just direct continues from where you were at. There's a convoluted, it seems like, password, password system. system. But come on, for what they're trying to pull off here, this is something that you would have played for like 30 minutes at a go with your game gear on dying like rayovac batteries <laughs> i mean i don't know what they were thinking yeah i mean that that's one thing we have to judge separate like the game gear as itself like it's this game on a game gear like the game gear limps it pretty hard you know um yeah just the design of it overall knowing it's on a platform or a portable platform in, especially the portable platform it was on, I think is just like, it makes the design choices that much more egregious. Like if this was yeah. a console game with battery backup, this I would have a completely different opinion. Or even if the mm -hmm. cartridge had a battery backup, but it does not. And I, they made I mistakes. Mean, if this was 
an NES game with a different character and a little bit better does you know level design this yeah. would be a hidden this would be one of those hidden gems you know if it had a battery backup yeah yeah that is a very important part of this um because that's what that's, separates them separates uh, the metroid 2s from the tales adventure i think is yeah. the battery backup and that's what really screwed me over on this game um i was moseying along in this game and eventually you get a sub with a drill on the front and you can like shoot it's basically a shooter levels at that point mm-hmm. um which is cool it's not i mean it's a water level so except it's kind of a water maze it's kind of can we talk about how you have to figure out how to get there though in that you have to like go back to tails's house and then, and then somehow the know dock. to pick to the dock and then somehow know yeah. to equip the item and there's a yeah. lot of layers of bullshit to get to the sub level yeah, I had to do a double take on that because I was trying to figure out because it shows you you're like, oh, look, you got this thing. And then you're like, OK, how do I use it? But right. yeah, you go to the back to his house where you equip different weapons, which you get a lot of these different weapons and you can only equip four of them. Right. And it's really tough to know. Without playing the levels like which ones you should bring because some of them you need certain things to get to certain spots. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple levels where I don't think you could progress without a certain thing. Right. Um, in fact, that's what screwed me over is the, there's a level after the water level where you climb up kind of a waterfall and one of the jumps is just too high. So I yeah. needed, I need some sort of power up to get above that um and there was no other way to get out of there other than dying game over traversing your way all the way back to the beginning of level and walking out which is another bullshit design feature oh you could do that you can always walk back out of a level but i think that that. sucks yeah sucks as a feature yeah i know they're trying to make it seem like this big open adventure or like but it's just like they don't explain enough of they don't explain anything. I mean, granted, there's probably an instruction manual with this, but like the fact that it's built into the game to have to like go into and out of a level is dumb. Yep. Yeah. As soon as I had that and then I didn't remember, I didn't write, you know, have any passwords or anything. So I'm like, ah, whatever, I'm done. Yeah. But I it's. It's not it's too much of a mix between different things. It doesn't go hard enough one way or the other. It's got some Metroid stuff in there, you know, obviously power-ups to get to certain spots and get different power-ups for other things. But a lot of it is used almost like a Mega Man game where it's like, oh yeah, there's this power-up if you have this, you know, this ability to get over to it, you know? If you want to use one of your... (laughs) ability bars to get over yeah. to that power up you can use it and i feel like that's what a lot of this game is is it's more on that spectrum than it is more on the metroid side and i think they wanted to be more more on the metroid side yeah yeah i think you're right and i think a lot of it just boils down to like poor choices for the portable format that they built it for like there aren't enough colors or texture variations to really make paths or what's breakable clear um, given the limited colors 
available on anyone's screen. And it's just, it's just too ambitious for grab and go gameplay. Like they would have been so much better off to just either make it more of a puzzler, like a one or two screen puzzler type game, or just go with a simple platformer. You know what I mean? Like they could have just done that. And instead they just kind of turned it into a muddied mess. Um, And you can tell there's a ton of ambition there. It's just too much with too little explanation on the wrong platform. You know, I, I, I just really kind of grew to dislike the game. uh, The more I played it. And then when I watched some let's plays of it and then watched the whole way through, I was like, there's how would anyone have known? Like, so we, we kind of gave shit to star tropics and like the fact that you'd have to have that letter to know like the code. Right. But I feel like every five minutes in this game is essentially something as abstract as that. Sure. You're not going to need a letter to like punch in a coordinate, but you're going to have to pull something out of your ass. And there's like 20 of those. It just, I don't see how anyone beat this back in the day. Really? So, so I didn't get to many that were like that bad. There were a few things that I'm like, I don't think I have the right thing for this. Yeah. But overall, I, I've, I found like, I found some areas where like, yeah, I bet they want me to use this power up to, you know, to bomb this place over here or sure. use a robot to go up and around. And I just think like the multiple revisits to old levels, especially like the sub levels and like having to go through like the four different paths or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just like, how many people were thinking of that at the time? And maybe I'm just like too far removed from old school gameplay to like, think like that but i don't know it just got more and more irritating it was like just too obtuse to be fun it almost seemed like yeah and then the bosses are all just like super cheese fest like as long as you get there with a decent amount of health you're in no danger so what's the point of having a boss yeah it's an easy game overall yeah yeah i think the let's play like world of long plays or whatever it's like a hour and 14 minutes, but obviously he knows exactly what to do too. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like that. How ambitious they were trying to be like, I mean, if you're sure. going to be like, let's make a, like, I feel like if somebody pitched a tails game, I feel like you're just like shitting out another game because it's like, well, we can't, we can't do another Sonic game. So let's, <laughs> you know, it's- so you bring up a point. Do you think this started as something else? And yeah. They're like could we could sell it. more copies if we slap Sonic or tails on it. It could be. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the I guess there's design, a lot of level design about tails. It, it fits his flying a lot. Yeah. yeah. I will say that feels pretty good. You know, see, and I had a hard time with it. Like the double tap, like, I don't know if it's just cause like the, the way they mapped it, it wasn't like super responsive, but. I guess I got the hang of it the more I play it now that I think about it. Yeah, the, you definitely need a lot of headroom to start flying. Yeah. That was a problem. But uh, after, you, after you're going, it feels pretty good to just be like, see a suckers, you know, you can just fly right over people. And that always feels good. And, yeah. you know, in a Mario uh, flying way, fly over the level type thing. I never got far enough in the game to like have a ton of flying power. Like you're so limited when you first start. But Yep. Yeah, you end up with quite a bit where you can just kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. But it's a visual yeah. powerhouse, though. I mean, yeah, it, it looks great. 
the limitations. Yeah. Yep. This never came out on Master System, I guessing, right? I don't right? think so, yeah. Not for how late it was. <clears throat> yeah. I it, it would have been a good fit for that, but you know. I feel like this was during the era where they had like repack repackaged the game gear and were like selling it back in <laughs> Toys R Us again, you know? Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, we'll throw out one more game. Yeah. Yeah. You know my uh my experience with Game Gear was Perkins. No way, you actually got one. I no. never got to play it cuz oh, I never yeah. had so them. Per- yeah, Perkins used to have them that you could play them whenever you went there. Yeah, that in the Game Boy. I remember that was like a big thing, but like yep. Yeah, I never never got to do that. At least not with a Game Gear. And I always had my own Game Boy, so. What did you play at Perkins on your crusty Perkins? It was Sonic 2 or whatever. It's not, that's not a great game. I, no. even when I was a kid, like I was like, you know, I had a friend who had one. And he was really excited about the color. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Color and everything. But yeah, it's, I don't know, the screen a... was just not great. No. Like everything was just not, it did, just didn't look all that. Sure. Sonic games like when you're immediately like running into walls and like this is not what yeah. Sonic does. This is dumb. Yep. And then all my experience since then is getting game gears that have washed out colors. <laughs> they look capacitors. horrendously bad. Yeah. Yeah. Or the battery area is just all acid washed and yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, game gear. Very overlooked console. Sad that I got destroyed by the uh, Game Boy of all things. <laughs> and Pokemon. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what do you give that then on the Byron Burn scale? I mean, what do you think? I think it's a rent. Uh, I think it's interesting for how ambitious they did. I like some of the power ups that they have in there, um, especially some of the power ups where it's just like the other guy's abilities were. Here's Sonic's and here's Knuckles punching and here's stuff like that. It's just kind of kind of cool in that regard to just have Tails. And it's just cool to have Tails have his own game. That's just hasn't had hasn't happened since. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I am going to be super mean on this one and just burn it. I it probably deserves a rent, but I really hated it (laughs) pretty much as soon as I started progressing in it. And when I watched like how much just dumb bullshit you'd have to figure out, it's like, nah. Yeah. See, maybe I need to see that stuff. Cause I, what I went through wasn't too bad. Some of the, but, but how it ended, I was really upset about. Yeah. Um, but if there's a whole lot of other shit where it's just like, oh, you got to fly over here where you'd never even think to go. Yeah, and just like weird secret paths where you have to like bust the perfect block at the perfect dead end, to like drive your robot through an invisible channel that pops out like four screens behind you. And oh, geez, I just no, like okay. I mean, there's value in all that, but not anymore. I don't have the patience for that. So yeah, I mean, I it does a lot of great stuff. I, it's just not a game I want to play, like even remotely. Like I'll never revisit revisit this. So I'm good. I saw it. It's better than most of the Sonic games in the Game Gear. I like the uh, Sonic Chaos one that was built specifically for. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty weird, but good. 
ish. Great. It's funny. The best one is the Neo Geo one, but that is a good handheld game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the two, like the the pseudo, which that transitioned well into the whole uh, Sonic Advance line, which those games are really good too. Yep. Probably the best Sonic games out of that whole era up until we got Mania. Can't forget Sonic 3D Blast on the game.com, though. I mean, yeah. Sonic Jam. Or you what? can't forget the game.com either. <laughs> and the amazing port of RE2 on that thing. There was, oh, there was another big game that they were talking, that they were supposedly going to make for that thing. Forget what it was. It was mind-bending that they were, I'm sure it was just going to be nothing like it, you know, but. I got really hyped up on that thing when they were, like, showing previews for it as a kid. Even though, like, I knew, like, watching that, that it was going to be bad, but I was still like, nah, it's cool. Yep. It's not. I talked myself into thinking it was cool because of the whole PDA stuff on it, but mm-hmm. really what does a, you know, 12 year old really need with a calendar? <laughs> I mean, you think you'd want lots of public displays of affection as a 12 year old, right? So, <laughs> oh yeah. Get all the girls. Yeah. Uh, that is the one console I'm glad I didn't shell out for. I had the opportunity to buy that collection at that one game swap we went to. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Most of it was sealed. You know, I would have opened it all. I've been bad. But. Well, I think that's an episode. I guess take a moment and just this episode's coming out around the holidays or right on the holidays or just before. So Merry Christmas to everyone or happy holidays. Everyone who's listening. We appreciate it. We know the show's gone through some changes. Merry Christmas, Andy. Hope you and the family have a good one. And, uh, yeah, I'm having fun. I know the show format is different, but I don't know. It feels feels a little less chaotic and stressful, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice. It's it's awesome for everyone. I for one like to I, I for one enjoy like having one game. Yes. To um actually spend a decent amount of time with. Yes. Even if it is terrible stuff like Tales Adventure. <laughs> so it's been it's been going well and hopefully everyone's enjoying the changes and um yeah, have a good holiday season, and I don't know. We'll see you next year. Yes, and now you got to do the takeout thing with like the links and the where to find us and the. Yeah. So, uh, what do we want to hear in emails this week? What your game of the year is? I'll say game of the year. I'd like to get suggestions, maybe. Um, you can send those to Weekend Rental Podcast at Gmail dot com, or you can. Uh, tweet at us maybe we'll put a poll up decide if we should kick ourselves off of twitter or not yeah if anyone's getting any ideas on like how to get us to stop referring to staff picks as random recommendations also that would be helpful i don't know if like waterboarding ourselves would help or yeah or do we just, just full-on commit and just steal the whole bit or just r- recommend something just you know randomly out of the blue yeah um. No, I think it's a bit now. So we gotta uh, keep it going. Yep. Okay. Um, I'll get T-shirts made up, <laughs> <laughs> just like, just etched out, crossed off, and uh, 
I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, we don't, it's pretty much all we got. So, uh, we'll see you next year. Be kind. Rewind. Dan rather. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.